And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. And I'm Sassy. And you're back with another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. And today it's a father-daughter edition. We're the only two hillbillies here. How you been, sweetheart? Well, I've been okay. I've been hanging in there. I've got the Tennessee plague a few times, and I'm about <laughs> over it. I understand. She's just moved back up here from Ocala, Florida, and she says she thinks she's allergic to Tennessee. I just think it's that time of year. We're all feeling kind of cruddy. I'm, you can hear it in my voice. We've been handing the same stuff back and forth through the family. So we've had to uh, move things around with work, so we weren't out there infecting our guests. We've uh, had the sickies stay at home, and but uh, we're making it through and uh, doing better. So it's been a crazy few weeks up here in Boogertown. We've been doing the Christmas light shows. Do you know what five days of missing work does to your reviews? Makes them dry up, doesn't it? Well, I went from being... The only name on the front page to you have to go a couple pages to find my name now. I appreciate that. The competition's getting a little heated. Yeah, we're all trying to compete with you because you're getting so many good reviews. It's And the drivers won't tell me what you're doing to get it. No, there is a driver comedian confidentiality. <laughs> we cannot break it. But I'll tell you what, I'm proud of her. Y'all go to TripAdvisor and check out the Redneck Bus in Pigeon Forge. And you can also look at the one in Nashville because somehow we keep getting reviews on there too. Uh, people come to Pigeon Forge on vacation, ride the Redneck Bus, and then they get on the internet and they're not smart enough to figure out which town they were in. <laughs> but we appreciate the good reviews nonetheless, wherever they go. Well, at least we know that Nashville's seen them, whether they want to or not. That's true. They know that uh, we're having folks come up here and have a good time and wanting to tell people about it. So... But we do appreciate it, for sure. Um, the Christmas lights have been real good this year. They've put up some new displays that haven't been there in years past. They replaced our 12 drummers drumming. The old ones didn't drum. They just sat there. And uh, they had a big drum next to them that had drumsticks that were animated. And I used to, when we'd drive by, I'd say, <clears throat> I'd say, there's the 12 drummers drumming. But the drummers aren't drumming. The drum without drummers is drumming say that five times fast and uh now they're all drumming and there's no giant drum drumming without a drummer and so i don't get to do that joke anymore but it th that display is all led so it's about ten thousand times brighter than the rest of the 12 days of christmas that's that's probably because like in the song everybody gets excited at the 12 because they know it's over yeah that's so what i say on the ready. On the bus, when we get ready to sing it, I say, it's like 100 bottles of beer on the wall. Whenever somebody starts it, you go, we're not really doing this. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. But we figure out how to make it fun. My um, favorite set of lights, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, is on the Fantasy of Lights walkway they've got behind the island. There is a giant caterpillar. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. And I don't know why that... It's uh, based on a, an old play school toy that was out back when I was a kid. Play school made this giant centipede thing, and it was a little toy you could play with, and that's what that is. Oh, see, we had one of those in the daycare, and it had alphabet feet, and we would always press the letters together to see if we could make it say bad words. Yep. 
So then it figured it out, and it'll leave a space big enough where you can't get it to say it. I was like, man, they're smart. <laughs> there you go. That's what happens when adults get a hold of the children's toys. So I'm just so ashamed of you. Speaking of adults and children's toys, you know, the internet is a difficult place for children to be at. And mm -hmm. as the world is progressing, I've realized it's getting more complicated to tell your child how to Google something. She wanted to go Christmas shopping for me and her father. And she got about halfway through writing adult Christmas toys. Oh, my God. Before we had to stop her because I could only imagine what would have popped danger. up on Google. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, my Lord, my sweet little grandchild. I'm so glad that you stopped her. Yeah, you just, you have to be really careful. Those parental blocks sometimes don't, um... Man. They don't help. That is crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adult Christmas toys. It's a hard time to be a parent. It is. What was that thing you sent me the, the other day about the... The birds and the bees, see? That's that, all I had to teach you about. And now we've got to teach them about the bees and the bees, and the birds and the birds, and the birds that used to be bees... And the bees that used to be birds. And the birds that look like bees, but they still have got their stinger. No, the bees that look like birds that yeah. still have their stinger, yeah. 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 That's, that's... It's a lot more confusing. Confusing times. Well, we do teach them to love everybody, so. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's just the blanket that's statement. That's the main thing. Be good to everybody. Be good to each other. Mm -hmm. I know a great man that says that from time to time. Oh, shucks. You're all right, kid. No matter what I say about you. Apparently a lot. I got a couple on the bus yesterday that swarmed my bus. And they said, are you the daughter? I said. <laughs> of somebody, yeah. I am. And they're like, you were talked about a lot. I said, whatever he said, probably not true. They said, he, was pro he said you were really good. I said, yeah, I told you that. That's not true. <laughs> now she's being bashful. Well, I tell you what, um, I get people all the time asking me, are you Sassy's daddy? And uh, I said, never heard of the kid. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Does she owe you money? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm her dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I should start doing that. See who owes you some money. You know? Might be. Might might, might be a a good uh, good way to make a little extra money. <laughs> I know. I'm going to start a list. So, you know, if something ever happens, you'll be like, hey, this isn't forgotten about. Bills can't gonna pay themselves. That's right. Well, I tell you what, I'm so happy with the the uh, the reviews that you're getting there on TripAdvisor because uh, you and Uncle Bull especially just I mean you're you guys are killing it. The things that are coming up on there. Let's read a few of them here. Let's see. Uh, how about Sassy? Oh, this is with you and Chief. Sassy and Chief were the best in Pigeon Forge. Kept us laughing the entire time. Can't wait to go again. Way to go, Sassy. Five stars. The chief ain't going to tell you how I got that review. He heard it, but he ain't going to tell you. <laughs> uh, here, this one. Uh, that one was for me. We won't read that one. Oh, you should read that one. That one was a good one. It was a good one. Let's see here. All right. We laughed so hard our faces hurt for the rest of the day. We took the Christmas light tour on Friday night, and it did not disappoint. We've been to the Smokies dozens of times. And wanted to pick something we'd never done before. The thought of letting someone else navigate the traffic while we just sat, sipped some shine, and enjoyed the Christmas lights seemed appealing. So after a little research, we bought our tickets, and I am so glad we did. 
The trip around Pigeon Forge Lights with a stop at the island was a real treat. I've, I'll never hear the 12 Days of Christmas without laughing ever again. Buford was a fantastic guy and oh so funny. He was the perfect combination of slapstick and sincere. An obviously truly intelligent man with a knack for getting laughs. God's best medicine. We can't wait to go back to try the daytime tour. Thanks, Rednecks. That was from Sheena Van Zant from Alabama. Thank you, Sheena. I'm glad you had fun with us. See, I feel like sometimes people don't take the time to write a review because they don't think that we're going to go and look at it. Oh, no, we do. Little do they know that that is the biggest ego boost Oh, it makes you feel good about what you do. Lisa W. from Andalusia, Alabama. They've been by my tour three times now. They came again the other day. I remember we took a picture together. They put up there, uh, wrote a great review. Yeah, well, you didn't get many reviews this week. Oh, that's right, because you weren't working. I definitely wasn't working. You can tell anytime I've not I've played hooky from work, just look at the reviews. It tells on me. Here's here's one from my girl right here. We had a great time tonight on the Redneck Comedy Bus Tour doing the Smoky Mountain Christmas Lights Tour. Bull and Sassy were absolutely amazing, all capital letters. I think the best part was singing 12 Days of Christmas because almost everyone had a part to sing. I highly recommend it. You are in, If you're in town to take the tour, you'll be laughing the entire ride. Oh my gosh, we should de- we should put that on our brochure next year. Laughing all the way. <laughs> yeah, there From we go. Jingle bells. That's <clears throat> getting filled with the you know the spirit. Christmas spirits and other spirits. Other spirits. That's right. <laughs> we had some people on our bus the other day that got on there full of spirits, not the holiday kind. Yes, and it, that happens sometimes. It made for a it made for a good show sometimes. People are ready, really ready to have a good time, and it makes it makes the whole show just that much better. But we do encourage you to drink responsibly. We don't want people having too much. Always be sure and keep a designated driver. Always, because bull bull's gonna start charging people if he's got to drive them home. <laughs> yeah, gonna start a side business. Yeah, it'd be great like a school bus just pull up in front of your hotel. Psh, okay, <laughs> be good, little Billy. Not in the could we call it redneck Uber? <laughs> well let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor coffee and sugar no well let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor bigfootsearchgear.com do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown do you believe that bigfoot is out there somewhere he may be hiding but you don't have to let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. Well, so what has been your favorite... Oh, uh, let me ask you this. What has been your biggest revelation that has come since you've now become an entertainer? I know what the answer is, but I want you to tell the people. Hmm. Actually, I feel like, well, there's been a few, actually. The first thing I've realized is 
I was panicked with material for material when I first started. I thought, man, I feel like I'm just going to regurgitate everything I hear people say and I'm not going to come up with anything. Well, then I sat on a few tours and I realized that comedy writes itself. You just have to be the one to watch and observe. Point it out. So that has been the biggest thing is you, you can find, you can pull material out of anything. You can make anything funny. And then the other thing has been stage health. Mm-hmm. That is magical. It is a real thing. It is. I had told her about it in the past, and she didn't believe me. And then she became a comedian, and she one night had a really bad headache. Just could not imagine that she was going to be able to do the show. And I said, don't worry about it. You'll find you'll be fine. Stage health will kick in. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, stage health is a, a very real phenomenon that you ask any entertainer, I don't care what they do, singer, comedian, clown, whatever, they they will tell you it's a real thing. <clears throat> you can feel the worst you've ever felt in your life. You walk out on that stage, the lights hit you, and boom, you feel like a million bucks. You're okay. And you can do the show. Then when you get off stage, it hits you again like a ton of bricks. But for that magical time when you're in front of an audience, you feel fine. It's probably got something to do with adrenaline. Well, so I told her, I said, don't worry, you'll be fine. The stage health will be, you'll, you'll, it'll kick in, you'll be fine. Well, sure enough, she said, I got on that bus feeling like death, and then... It went away. Went away. And came back. Two hours later, it came back with a vengeance. But <clears throat> it's a very cool thing, it, and it does happen. I've, I've been an entertainer for well over 30 years now, and I have experienced it more times than I could count. I think it's because people don't... Like, you just will not let yourself get up there and get embarrassed, you know? Because the way I felt, I was like, I'm going to pass out, and that's going to be embarrassing. So we're not we're going to do whatever it takes not to pass out. Yeah, the show must go on. It shall. And it does. It's, a, it's miraculous. It really is. So we've been having a good time. I'm so proud to have you up here and, and to have you doing these sh uh, shows with us and, and to have people come up to me afterwards and talk about how great you are and, and uh, what a chip off the old block you are. I can't <clears> wait <throat> to start the day tours in, in the wintertime. So well, you're going to get to do a lot of them because I'm going to be incapacitated. Y'all say a prayer for your old buddy Buford. I'm going to be getting my shoulder replaced. So I'm going to be out of commission as far as tours go for a little while. I'll still be doing the podcast and I'll still be doing my voiceover work, but I am going to be uh, uh, an invalid for a little while. Got six weeks of not moving my arm at all, and then six weeks of uh, or of two months of physical therapy. I should be back to a hundred percent at by April, which is great because uh, I'm only at about seventy percent now. <laughs> my shoulder doesn't work hardly at all, which is why they're having to replace it. That's okay. I'll give you the extra 30% you need. Yeah. So if y'all want to see Donation. Sassy come up in January and February, she and Gator, I know, will be doing a lot of tours. I'm not sure how many of me and Boo Boo are going to be doing. I know I won't be doing many. Boo Boo might. He might not. He's got some other things in the fire he might be doing. So we'll see what all happens. But <clears throat> talk about carrying on a legacy for sure. Well, I got to <laughs> tell you a, a story back. <clears throat> when I was a young man, I had two. Uh, mentors. One was a magician. Uh, his name was Jim Ford, but he, his stage name was the Amazing Abner, and he was a hillbilly magician. He wore overalls. His uh, magic wand was a corn cob, and uh, he did a lot of really fun stuff, and he had this great character, you know. And um, 
he's the reason that there is a comedy barn theater because the guys who created the comedy barn were inspired by him and and uh he's the reason that i wear overalls today but um he uh uh, and i had another mentor um bill boley who was a ventriloquist and um both of them had a deep impact on my life um bill was a ventriloquist and uh he uh both of them taught me great lessons. Jim, I asked Jim once, I said, every time I go on stage, I have butterflies in my stomach. What should I do about that? And he said, you don't do anything about that. If you ever go out on stage and you don't feel that, that's the time you need to quit because you no longer care about the people you're performing for. And uh, he taught me what Minnie Pearl always said and Minnie herself said to me eventually when I was about 19 years old. And that was just love them and they'll love you back. You give your audience love and, and they can't help but love you back. <clears throat> now, Bill, one day I went over to his house and he had found these old tapes, these old reel-to-reel tapes that he had corresponded in the 1950s with a ventriloquist who had performed in vaudeville, a man named Fred Ketch, who at the time in the 50s was living in Salt Lake City and he was retired and, and uh, Bill was a young uh, up-and-coming ventriloquist. And he wrote to him and asked if he would teach him how to do this trick that he had done back in vaudeville. And Fred sent him reel-to-reel tapes. And they corresponded back and forth with reel-to-reel tapes. And Bill had found them and had uh, put them on a cassette. And he gave them to me. And uh, this guy was telling his life story, all the years in vaudeville and things he'd done and places he'd been. And and, uh, teaching Bill all these different tricks and stuff. And... uh, Bill, in a letter once, wrote him and asked him, he said, what do I need to do to pay you back? Fred said, don't let it die with me. Pass it on. That's why I've had several protégés over the years teaching the next generation of entertainers because I don't want it to die with me. I want to pass that on, and I'm so proud now that my daughter is carrying it on. Absolutely. Maybe one day you'll get to actually see me do it. Because uh, I have to admit that I can perform great, and I'm a great people person until my dad is in the room, and then I choke and forget how to speak. I, I don't speak English. I can't hold a mic. She looks like a five-year-old in the church play. And then the angel came and told the uh, shepherds to not be scared. And and I bounce. I Rock back and forth on one I foot. Bounce deal. on one foot. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just look like I've got something going on. People, people tell me that after the show, and they go, "Man, she was amazing. She's, I mean, total pro. Looked like she'd been doing it for years." And I'm like, "We talking about the same person?" But then I don't know. It's I. I tell people. I said that my first tour that I did. I said about. Eight people got off there and said, oh, it was your first tour and you did so good. And I didn't tell them it was my first tour. No, we had told you not to tell them it was your first tour. Yeah. And then I got off and I said it was, I described that word. All right. I described that tour with one word. Train wreck. Train wreck. It wasn't that bad. Let's do it again. Oh, it was. It was bad. It was bad. He's being nice, but it was bad. So the second tour actually said, dad's not invited. Yeah. And I killed it. I like what Dave from the Nashville office said. He said, well, you'll never have to do your first tour again. Oh, thank God for that. Yep. That, that's behind you now. Well, you know, my first time on stage was not good. 
when when I finally got on stage in front of a, a big audience as a as an adult, I had been doing magic shows and stuff as a kid, and a lot of those were horrible. But <clears throat> when I first got on stage in a nightclub, it was uh, it was not that great. But I, I got better. Well, you know? I look forward to those moments. I I'm starting out on a bus, and that's not as intimidating because there's only about forty people in reality. Hits. I mean, unless you're the random families I have with children that seem to get offended, you can't get off that bus once you're on it. See, they're stuck there. But. That was the cutest thing, and when she's talking about there, she, she, she uh, we, you know, one of our stops on the tours is to stop by the distillery, <clears throat> and that's not a, a secret; it's in our advertising. You know, we talk about it. But the other night on one of her Christmas tours, she, uh, at the when they got to the island, these people with big family with kids got off, and they said, "We're we're just you know we're we're well, they were foster parents, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, and they said, uh, "Well, we're." We're foster parents, and we just uh, we just don't want our kids to be around alcohol. And was like, well, you know, you heard that at the beginning of the tour, but okay. And she, and she said, you know, I, I asked her. I said, did you tell them you used to be a house parent at a children's home? And, and she said, yeah, but they didn't care. So anyway, that was that was disappointing. It is, but it's it's honestly almost an inside joke now because we've had just three different situations. Nothing personal ever against the bus, just personal situations. But it seems to be the families with kids that have something come up. Yeah. And so now it's this ongoing thing that Sassy just runs off families with children. Yeah, well. You've had other families with children that stayed, though, so. I have, and it's great. And there's nothing just this going out there. There's nothing inappropriate on my tour. Oh, no, no, no. Our shows are always rated PG. Well, mine are G because if I mess up, they're going to go and tell my daddy, and they're going to say it in a review. Because the <laughs> one time I showed my name. It made it to a review, which I'm proud of. But they told on my they told on me to my daddy. Yeah, that's so there true. Was that. And of course, the question followed. What's the story behind this review? I had to tell him. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, CoffeeAndSugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by CoffeeAndSugar.com. That's K A W F E E. A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com, home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. And we're back. So tell us the story of that review, because I actually don't remember it. Um, well, basically, I just had to go in and, uh, oh, I, I just had to stand up for our rednecks and. Yes, there was an issue that happened was off issue. the bus. Yes, okay, well, yeah, that's part I remember now. Yeah, and but just it said, was great, and that guy, it was great because <laughs> he come to me and he said it's not a big deal. I just want you to be aware this is happening, and I very much wanted him to know that to me it was it a big was deal. a big deal. Because that meant that his yeah. experience was not what we had promised. Yeah, Sassy and told him, said, you just wait right here. And he, his review was, don't uh, don't tick off Sassy. Don't, uh, don't make will, Sassy angry. Because I will get <clears throat> what, what, anything that you need. That's funny. And that's what we like to do. We like, we like to follow through with our promises. And that's what I love about working with Bull is together we will do anything we can to make sure you have a good experience. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's what Pigeon Forge is all about, is making sure that families have the best experience possible in their hair. It's like the magical land of Disney, except it's Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. It's even better. It's even better. It's even better. We got Dolly Parton. That's right. Not Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tell you what, it's uh, it's it's really great to uh, uh, to hear people talking about how great you're doing, and, and I just love it. And, of course, uh, all the guys are real supportive, Boo Boo and Gator and, and uh, Biggins and, and uh, uh, Bull and Chief and, and Miss Mona. They're all – everybody's just doing great and, and, and loving having you as a part of the team, and that's awesome. It's a big, happy family. That's one thing I I was actually telling our guests that on the bus last night, and because I, I rode with Biggins, and they're like, "Do you guys do this often?" I said, "Actually, yeah." I said, "A lot of times, you guys will get lucky, and you'll have all the comedians on the bus at the same time with yeah, guests, and it's a, not really a planned thing, but it's just something that yeah, we'll we be do. in town and go, hey, let's go ride the bus. There's space. There's space available. That's because we enjoy being around each other. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. I think that's why Calhoun's is about." They, they are going to start locking their doors when the big bunch of rednecks start pulling up there. Yeah, if you ever want to catch us at lunch, that's a good place to look. Calhoun's right there next to the uh, Lumberjack Feud because we'll get done with a 10 o'clock tour at noon and we'll run over there and have a bite and some of the rest of the crew will come and meet us and we'll have little staff meetings there. <clears throat> so you can very often find the hillbillies in the holler in the Calhoun's or sometimes at the Smoky Mountain Brewery. Pretty much so. any, anywhere in that little square mm-hmm. lumberjack square yes that's what it's called you know that was the site of the original settlement of the town that was where samuel ware built his fort it was built between 1879 and 1881 the family actually moved over here from the carolinas in in uh, 81 but uh, <clears throat> the town was called ware's fort up until the time it came to be known as pigeon forge and uh, i always think that's really cool because our mayor right now is David Ware, and how cool is it that this guy is the, the the mayor of the town that used to be named after his family? That's kind of cool. Been the family's been here for all these generations since the 1780s. There's some big names around this area that you hear that have been here all since the, the beginning. Time. Yeah, yeah. There's the the Reagans and the Ogles and the McCarters and the uh, Huffs and uh, the, Parton <clears throat> the Partons. Of course, there's a lot of Partons. People that I say that, they'll say, like, we go by Parton's Deli, which, by the way, the BMW that sits next to Parton's Deli, Boo Boo did a Google search a while back to see what was the most uh, photographed things in the Smokies. That car came up on the top ten list. I just wish I could drive but, something like he does. But it's very pe- impressive. People will see Parton's Deli, and they'll go, oh, is that any Ken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Parton's up here, and uh, they're mostly all kin to one another, and they're all kin to Dolly in some way. It's kind of cool, so maybe he should give out driving lessons in Pigeon Forge. I don't know. I would say that the reason that car gets that uh, photograph so much is it's part. He parks it in that little bitty kind of half alleyway next to his deli, and it looks like the Batmobile coming out of the Batcave. It does. <laughs> I just want to know, like, what started that? Like, why we should go interview this guy and be like, why? What's the deal? What's it the deal? actually got a pretty fascinating story. That would be a good episode. Go in there one day to have lunch and interview him. But that used to be the grocery store in Gatlinburg. That was where people went to get their groceries. And then they built the Food City out on 321, and then it just converted into just being a deli. But I'm going to tell you what, they make some fantastic sandwiches. 
they've got the those long dark rolls like they give you at uh, at uh, Outback Steakhouse. They cut those open, fill them with turkey, cheese, ham, whatever, and then they steam them. And it's hot and soft and gooey and mm, wonderful. I noticed my favorite restaurants in Pigeon Forge are the ones that I'm almost embarrassed to tell somebody. Those, I had somebody ask me the other day, they're like, where's the best place to go? And I was like, well, actually, it's in a gas station. And they looked at me funny, and I said, no, seriously. I said, the best food you're going to get here is in a gas station. I sent them to Frank Allen's. Um, Frank Allen's is good. And Claybo's, another gas station. Yes, Claybo's is great. Oh, they're on, on Where's Valley. In fact, Chubby's was a gas, a gas station. station, and now it's a big-name restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. I'm so proud of them. I'll tell you what. Well, and that, somebody put that on... Um, uh, TikTok a while back, they said, if you're in the South, the best food is going to be in a gas station. You're going to think we're lying to you, but go in there and eat and you're going to be blown away. And that's true all over the South. There's places in Texas. There's a place uh, out West of Fort Worth. That's uh, like a French chef owns a gas station and has like this amazing restaurant in there. Yeah. And I think that's the best, best way to do it because you're going to really, really thin out, you know, your people. You're going to have people who appreciate it come there, not these people that are just wanting some yeah. kind of bougie outback steakhouse kind of deal. I tell you what, we went into the first time that uh, Beulah Dean and I went to Ch- uh, to Chubby's. Uh, we asked him straight up, do you got somebody's grandma chained to the stove back there? Because everything we had was the best of that I had ever had. Tasted like your grandma's cooking. It was just amazing. Fantastic green beans, tender uh, chicken fried steak. and Oh, did I tell you what happened to me and Boo Boo the other day? No. We went into Calhoun's and they had uh, chicken or they had country fried steak on the menu for the special. And this little girl, she had some sort of an accent. She wasn't from around here. <clears throat> and we both ordered the country fried steak and she said, how y'all want that cooked? Hmm. Uh, batter dipped and fried was pretty much it. Some gravy. Yeah. I, that, she, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the country fried steak, medium rare. It's it. That yeah. don't happen. But we, we laughed. We were like, mm, you ain't from around here, are you? She said, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, we got a big laugh out of that. Well, I, I've always wondered, I mean, besides the obvious, like what's the difference between country fried steak and country fried chicken besides the animal it comes from? Because it really tastes the same. It is. And what it is, that, that dish is actually a controversial dish in Europe because it's basically the same thing as veal parmesan and Vienna schnitzel. And there's another dish and I forget what it's called, but they're all, it was like an Austrian princess living in Switzerland and married to an Italian or something. And she wanted this, they took this cutlet and pounded it flat and fried it. And then it just depends on what sauce you put on. If it's it's, uh, veal parmesan, it's going to be marinara sauce and cheese. If it's um, uh, the Vienna schnitzel, it's got its own special kind of sauce, like a white sauce of some sort. And in here, it's country white gravy. Yeah, but it's the same meal. And that's because of our German immigrants that came to the area, um, to the south, especially in Texas. That's why we have country fried steak. That's just a schnitzel. Now, I've had some weird country fried steak that's not really like that. It's more like some brown gravy and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they call that country fried steak, too. And I'm like, it's... It doesn't really look the same. It's like, yeah, it's like you went for beef tips and missed. That's kind of what it is. But you know what? It's one of my favorite things. And I don't know if it's because I grew up, like, you know, with not a lot of money or what. But it's, it's great. 
Well, I tell you what, the uh, uh, some of the best food that comes from poverty. My father grew up very poor, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I. I still eat a lot of the stuff that we ate when I was a kid just because I like them. You know, they're inexpensive things, but I like sardines out of a can. I didn't realize that Beanie Weenies was a struggle meal. Yeah. I love Beanie Weenies. So yeah. I was like, what? I bet it was a, a struggle meal. I like that. Well, the, and then the, the other day, we were actually making chili, and I opened the pantry. There was nothing. No real ingredients to chili, but we had sloppy joe mix and ground sausage. And beans, and I made chili, and it was the best chili we've ever had. There you go. Necessity is the mother of invention. Well, we appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. Come see us live at the Redneck Bus in Pigeon Forge. Go to theredneckbus.com to book tickets. Use the code SMOKY at checkout, and you'll save $10 off each adult ticket. You do have to ring everybody up as adults. It doesn't work on senior or kid tickets. But it takes everybody down to kid price. <clears throat> For merchandise, you can go to hillbilliesintheholler.us and meetbuford.com. You can also check us out on social media at hillbilliesintheholler and at meetbuford on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, we uh, appreciate y'all listening. Go to Apple Podcast and leave us good reviews. We got a one-star review the other day. We could not believe it. They didn't write anything. They just gave us a one-star review and left. So some troll didn't like the fact that we had all five-star reviews. So if you would give us a good review, that's how people find the show. Tell your friends. Share this episode on uh, Facebook and let other people know. We got about 100 people a week listening, which we're thrilled to have. We love all of you, and we appreciate you listening. We've gone over 20,000 listens now, which is great. And uh, we've been going for about two years. In fact, here in a couple weeks, you're going to be hearing episode 100. We're real excited about that. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Gator, if you're listening, Howie Mandel is still doing fine. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Sassy. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.